0: It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Proud to be joined by Nikki Collin for her weekly appearance, and always an interesting time of the season. You just get rolling, and then you got tournaments coming up. You got uh, Thanksgiving. You got finals on the way, so you got a lot to uh, manage. Uh, I thought we'd first look back at the Incarnate Word game, and I uh, I'm always kind of watching these things, thinking, okay, what's Nikki thinking right now? uh you, you probably weren't overly pleased at halftime of that game but then you came out and uh i think it was 26-18 at halftime and you all had a big third quarter um is part of the uh the shooting and maybe a little bit of the sluggishness early just you had working new players that hadn't been out there all season into the mix what uh uh, what did, what was your kind of takeaway from the start and then kind of how you guys pulled away?
1: Yeah, I think, first of all, part of the non-conference is you face teams for the first time, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're facing them and they have players that also haven't played a lot of minutes for them. So you're kind of guessing, and Incarnate Word had played all man-to-man in their opener, Um, They played 40 minutes of zone against us. I think you saw the same thing, you know, with the men against Norfolk State, look a little sluggish at first against the zone and then, you know, break away. I think some of it's about allowing the the game to unfold and get better as the game went along. Um, You know, I thought our zone offense wasn't uh, abysmal in the first half. I thought we didn't finish around the rim. I thought we didn't do a great job when the ball went to the high post of relocating, um, you know, I think defensively, you know, we were facing some Princeton elbow action. And for the most part, we did a pretty good job disrupting. Um, we continue to get better at that, but you know, we've had people out for a week out for two weeks, come Uh back in, go out. That was a game we got, you know, Jana and Erica back, but we also didn't have Jamie, um, you know, who's arguably our best shooter. So you've got kind of this, Um, ebb and flow to your roster as well as just facing teams that throw different looks at you and, and learning, you know, a year ago at this time, we were terrible against zone. by February. If you played us in zone, you played us about three possessions of zone and we, you know, rifled through it, you know? And so it's about understanding, um, you know, there's only so much you can get done as much as 30 practices allow from an offensive perspective, from a defensive perspective. And then it's about allowing these games to play out. So, you know, how one team guards a ball screen isn't how another team guards a ball screen. One team's going to play in a 2-3 zone, the next team might play you in a 3-2 zone. One team's going to press, the next team isn't. And so some of that is just growth opportunity as a team to, regardless of what someone throws at you, be able to adapt.
0: All right, um... Asia gets her 20th uh, 20-point outing of her career, and you know kind of what you can count on night in, night out. It it was uh, first starts, career starts for Bella and Jaden. I got to say, early in the season, uh, you know, when Jaden first transferred in, I I didn't know, maybe in my mind I'm like, well, maybe she's going to be a big scorer or whatever. She's a three-point shooter, and it turns out she's some kind of like, Really tremendous passer in the open floor. You know, there's just certain people that can see things develop quickly. If you've got one of those players, it's a great thing. Uh, How did you think she did in that starting role? She's used to kind of giving you energy off the bench, and um, and 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 what is she bringing the team right now? Because while Sarah is your unquestioned leader at guard, it 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 just is really nice to have somebody, uh, at least from watching it that sees the floor so well in Jaden in the sense it allows Sarah to do some other things off the ball and and it it, it gives you a few more options.
1: Yeah, I think Jaden for sure um, excels in the open floor. Um, When things are unfolding in front of her, I think her growth is still like in the half court, what's happening behind her, you know, Mm. as she attacks, um, being able to read, you know, kind of who's tagging rollers, um, and ball screen coverages and and what those reads are, but I think when things are happening in front of her, um, her speed, um, you know, she's just really fast in the open floor. It's what makes her good defensively, makes her a playmaker on the defensive end as well. Is, is she's just she's really fast. She's fast recovering. She's fast with the ball in her hands, and so I do think it's good. I think it helps Sarah, um, you know, not have to handle the pressure. Uh, with the ball in her hands for 40 minutes. And we certainly have ways if if Jaden's running the one and Sarah's off the ball to screen her back to the ball and get the ball back in Sarah's hands um, because she is the best at putting downhill pressure on our opponents and, and kind of making those decisions in the half court. Um, but I, I think that uh, what I've seen from Jaden is, is a more consistent discipline at the defensive end. She's always been a playmaker, um, but she'll overextend, she'll overhelp, she'll, you know, get back cut. And I think she's just doing a better job of of being more disciplined, um, not taking fakes all the time, you know. And, and I think that's that's the key to being a good defensive player is she's fast enough, um, anticipates well enough to be fantastic at it, but you have to be disciplined. You know, you you, you can't go for every ball fake, shot fake, jab, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you've gotta like pick a spot ahead and, and be ready to chess people up. And so I, I think she's she's been really, really good um actually in both games in, in that regard.
0: Nikki Collin with her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas and um, I do want to look ahead to uh tonight's game against SMU and also big game coming up with uh Maryland. We're hoping for a great crowd out there, two o'clock at the at the Farrell Center. Um and that's gonna be uh what an opportunity that's gonna be uh coming up and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I I did see um with uh with Bella Fontelroy she got the uh, Big Twelve Freshman of the Week, which is a great start. For for both Fondleroy and, and uh Fauntleroy and uh uh and Little Page Bugs, which by the way, I, I don't know if you ever get to go back and watch like the T V broadcast, but like uh, Jim Howler has so much fun saying her last name. I just think he invents ways to <laughs> say it over and over again, and he's just little page yeah. bugs. You know how he talks. He's got the uh, he's yeah, got that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah quintessential Texas uh, voice. He's like little page bugs, and uh, he, I think he just really loves saying it. But you know, she and and Bella are giving him reason to say it a lot. And at first, when and we talked about this last week, we're not totally used to seeing freshmen have this kind of immediate impact but there was a moment I think it was in the third quarter when and Bella had what 17 points in the first game 11 points in the next game where Bella got open on the at the three-point line and and sometimes you're like okay what's this going to look like and man I mean it just the the stroke and everything look looked perfect like I thought Oh, my goodness. Okay, so she's also going to be able to go out of here and Im- impact games that way. I Are you just seeing, especially just zeroing in on Bella, someone that just was is extremely comfortable out there from the start?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, as all freshmen, ebb and flow. I think when Bella first got here, he didn't play like a freshman. Like when she would step on the court, it was just a competitor. Um and then, like most freshmen, went through a spell where we started putting plays in, and we started putting um, different ways to guard ball screens, and are we icing it? Are we, you know, playing drop coverage? Are we going to hard hedge it? Like, where all of a sudden it was like he went through um, paralysis by analysis, you know, like because she's, she's very much a thinker. And and so she lost a little bit of that, and I think mm. it's starting to bounce back. I think she's starting. Um, she wants to do everything perfectly, and the reality is that that's just not how the game of basketball is played. And but but there's there's two things Bella can really do. She can rebound, and she can shoot. And you know, I I've, I've really tried. I thought. She looked like a deer in headlights when I started her in the last game. And I took her out. And when I put her back in, I said, Bella, the things that got you 17 points in the first game, you got a couple of steals making hustle plays. You know, you got on the offensive glass. Like if you'll do those things, you'll be fine. If you just take open shots and rebound the ball at both ends, you're going to be really, really good for this team. And so I think as long as she hangs on to those two things, she is a great shooter. Um, she's a confident shooter, um, and, and she's going to get shots, and she's got teammates that are going to get her shots. Um, but I think the thing that she does better than anybody on our team, shockingly, when you think about a player like Asia Blackwell, um, who's been known as a, a rebounder, Bella is just so bouncy, and she can go get balls out of her area. And so her and and Bugs both are such good rebounders for freshmen, but they're very different. Bugs is long and lean, and you know, needs to go tip it, you know, Bugs is a tipper. Like she's going to tip a ball and keep it live and then go get it. Bella, like she's going with two hands and she's pulling it in, in a crowd. Um, so she has unusual strength um, for a freshman, honestly. So she's got bouncing strength. And so I think both of those guys, um, you know, are um, playing pretty confidently as freshmen. Now they have their moments. I thought, you know, Bugs missed some easy ones early in the game against Incarnate Word and and got a little flustered. But the one thing about her, she's going to keep playing. Like, she's not going to hang her head. She's going to go block a shot. She's going to go get in the passing lane. She's going to go. I mean, she just – Bugs is not wired. She's wired to win, you know, pure and simple. She is wired to win. And I think that's what makes her special.
0: All right um the, um the the bears have SMU coming in this evening uh, a step up in competition they're probably oh i think picked to be about third in their conference but uh very familiar uh, Baylor fans with Toyo Wilson uh, their head uh, coach, who's been there now a couple of seasons, and uh, she was part of one of Baylor's national championship uh, coaching staffs and was here from about 2012 to 2019. Um, this will be a, a really good, I mean, this whole process is kind of nice because you've got SMU, which is a step up, and then, of course, Maryland's a step up. From that, I don't know if that's how you see it exactly, but uh, I'm curious what you've been able to, to learn about. Uh, I think I was reading about maybe Wilkinson as one of their players that's uh, supposed to be really good. Who who is kind of st- what's standing out about SMU and what has uh, Coach Wilson uh, done with that program so far? Hadn't been there that long.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously they had a great year last year relative to what the expectations were, um, but I think Toyele has obviously been someone who's been a good recruiter. And when you look at their three leading scores, they're all power five transfers. Um, You know, Wilkinson played three years at Florida State. I think she she might be a sixth year. I actually recruited um, Wilkinson when I was at Florida Gulf Coast, and she was like a 15-year-old in England, Um, you know, and and I had recruited overseas, and, you know, and and it was – so I I really – Um, As much as I didn't necessarily follow her every step of the way with her time at Florida State, you know, have been really, really aware of her, you know, for almost 10 years now, which is crazy. Um, You know, but but she's um, if I had to describe her, I would say a wily veteran version of Bucks. You know, she's a kid that excels in the mid range, can really rebound the basketball can play off the bounce a little bit, can make a three, but isn't going to spend a lot of time at the arc. Um, more comfortable in that 15 to 17 feet. Um, but then now her, her partner in crime out there is Chantel Embry, who played at Texas Tech a year ago and is a normal Oklahoma, Norm, Norman, Oklahoma native, um, you know, and is leading them in scoring. Now it's two games, but, you know, just is a, a big, strong, competitive kid who, who can make a three, isn't out there firing them at three for four in two games. Um, from the arc. So you have to respect her out there and is really physical inside. And then their leading guard score and assist person is a, is a fifth year Um, that this is her second year there, but she played it right. And transferred Uh. there after Tina Langley, you know, went to Washington. And so, you know, you've got, you've got power five kids, you've got fifth year and sixth year kids kind of leading the way and, and, and they're competitive. Like they, they guard you really, really hard. And, uh, they run some stuff that that Baylor fans are going to be familiar with um, because some of the stuff you know Coach Mulkey ran and um, that, you know probably as one of her mentors and so uh, but but they're going to compete and and there's a lot of kids on that roster that are from the state of Texas that you know these are these are Super Bowl type games for them.
0: Yeah, and uh, and boy, I tell you that we need. Uh... We need the students and everybody to get out there and make that a tough environment because the last thing you want is to SMU to try to get too comfortable uh, early in this game. So that needs to be a, uh, uh, a raucous atmosphere. And then um, uh, a return trip after uh, Maryland. And I, I should uh, add, because I really think it's a cool thing y'all are doing, um, the uh, these women's games – they're doing a coat drive, and right there on the concourse, uh, lightly used or new coats. And, uh, of course, those are going to go to folks all across Central Texas. And and uh, it, it's uh, it, I think that's a really good thing that, uh, that y- y'all are doing. And I think that's going to happen all the way through maybe uh, December I think 7th, it's December
1: I saw. 9th, December 9th, December 9th. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think it's important, you know, when, when I got here, we wanted to be um, intentional about. How we gave back to the community, and I think a lot of times it's there's a lot of lot of ways we can help, you know. But but we've partnered with South Waco Elementary to to try to truly make a difference, um, not just you know throw darts at a dart board and, and get hits here and there, but but really understand a, a, and have a partnership and figure out how we can consistently help. And you know, so we we've done back to school supply drives for them, but this was something that um, was designated as a need for them, that they, they needed coats mm. for kids as the weather was changing. And so this is definitely a way um, to give back to, you know, the underserved in at South Waco Elementary. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited about that, and hopefully fans will get behind that as this Christmas season is approaching and, and everything that means. And, you know, with Maryland, you know, I mean, we, we just – we know it's, the students can go home. Because it's Thanksgiving break, we just need them to stay for half a day and then then leave on Sunday evening. We we need you know all of Central Texas you know at that game. We we played in front of a huge crowd at Maryland a year ago and you know had a three point shot at the buzzer, a wide open shot to send the game to overtime. And you know we've obviously had a lot of change from last year. They've had a ton of change. I think they have four new starters as well and and hit the transfer portal really really hard um and they're playing five guards all the time so they look a little different um and uh but you know we we just we take one game at a time and yeah and certainly early in the year when you only have so much video on teams I've certainly watched them I've watched their Fordham game we played Fordham last year um so you know had a really good feel for their personnel and and how tough an opponent Fordham can be and they gave Maryland a really good game and you know, I think South Carolina right now. When you talk about the difference between Maryland playing um, with five guards and then trying to play South Carolina, that basically sometimes plays five posts at the same time. You know, it's, it's going to be a challenge to keep them off the glass. And so, um, just think they're they're unique right now. And uh, but these these are all different type of tests, but certainly tests that we want to pass. So yeah, um, we, we definitely need we definitely need the community and and the Baylor family to to support this team this week.
0: Well, that's going to be uh, uh, tonight, of course, at 7 o'clock at the Ferrell Center with SMU, and then 2 o'clock on Sunday uh, against Maryland. So after big noon kickoff comes through town, uh, get ready for uh, a Sunday at 2 o'clock, and that'll be good. The the player I noticed for them was, uh, for Maryland, that is, Abby Myers. Uh, who in that South Carolina game ends up with 21 points, six rebounds, six foot guard, uh, the Ivy League Player of the Year coming from Princeton, and in this uh, world of like free transfers and all that kind of stuff, it's uh, it's just interesting. I mean, one day you're the star of the Ivy League, uh, next time you're one of the lead players for 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 a team like Maryland in the Big Ten. So uh, it's uh, it's really interesting how all that happens. By the way, I need to. Uh, I know you need to get going here, but I. Uh, at the end of that game the other night um i mean you just keep throwing these freshmen in waves out there and then kyla abraham hits the court and i thought whoa whoa wait a second here and, uh, I mean, 6'3", long, uh, was immediately active around the rim. And so, um, you know, maybe that's someone that you're going to have to kind of work in and and more of a de- developmental type player. But I got to say, she, I, I just happened to be kind of, you know, watching the end of the game. And I thought, wait, remind me who this is. And uh, I had to kind of look her up and everything. But, man. Uh, that that's gonna be somebody to be excited about in the future, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I think um you know, you you said it before, like when you're not used to seeing freshmen play at Baylor, um, because there's there's been such deep talent in this program for so long that it was that it was hard. You know, it's hard for freshmen. And I think Kyla's just in a situation right now um where it's it, it is a bit of a log jam and as we get Caitlin back hopefully this week, Um, you know, that honestly changes everything for us. Like she just, she does so many little things for us. And she's, she's truly a point forward. And she's the anchor of our defense from a communication perspective. Um, She's like that safety in football. That's telling everybody what's getting ready to happen. Mm. And so I just think Kyla um, has all the raw tools. I mean, you're going to notice her in the layup line. (laughs) <laughs> you know, if you're there before the game, because she does certain things so effortlessly, things that you can't teach. Um, but, you know, just needs work on, you know, understanding the whys and and um, not necessarily getting stronger, like needs to bench press more, but functionally strong, learning how to use her lower body and post up learning how to compete hard on every possession, you know, it's very easy as a big kid to float around, you know, at the high school level. And so to really understand the physicality involved and, and, you know, what you have to do. I mean, I, I said this after our first game and, um, you know, we scored 88 points in our, in our first game. And synergy had us for two post-ups, one of them we kicked out and one of them we had a charge on a lob pass. It really wasn't a post up action if, if I'm being truthful, yeah. you know, like all of our no our points in the paint were insane, you know, so we were, were we're getting the ball to the paint, we're just not getting it there in the traditional yeah. somebody on the low block post up and throw it to them, but we want that to be maybe not the focal point of our offense but a part of it, and so really getting this group of post players to understand when and why you know, that that they need to get into high-low settings and, and how they'll have room to maneuver. You know, we, we aren't a team that's just going to dribble down. We don't have Kalani Brown. You know, we don't have Brittany Griner. We don't have that kid that, like, hey, throw it to the wing, out to the corner, and then feed the post. You know, like, that's not – it's certainly not who we are with this roster, but there are parts of the post-up game that, that need to become more impactful for us if we're going to be – Able to win any type of game, um, and so you know it's an area we want to grow in. It's why we went out, you know, and signed Letty and, and brought some size and a six-seven player that yeah. we feel like can can rim protect. Can so I, I think we're we're not abandoning that for fans that think oh my gosh they don't have post players they're not throwing <laughs> it to the post. You know, like we just you know clean and Liz were seniors last year, and you know I think. You know, at at the point that we we get Dre Edwards eligible, she's a player that, that can do some damage on the low block, you know, yeah. and and getting Asia to play inside out and posting up our threes at times because Bella can go post up, you know, a guard. So we'll get there. You know, it, it just uh-huh. won't look exactly like, you know, overload pounded to the post um, historical, you know, kind of Baylor basketball.
0: Yeah, well, you were kind to kind of explain the four 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 situation with Dre, and I think for fans, it shed a little more light on exactly what was uh, going on with Dre Edwards as everybody works through that. And of course, my indicate my first inclination was to blame some previous school, and I think you kind of talked me down off that one as well. I was hearing rumblings yesterday that maybe mid to uh, you know, whatever. There's a big game, I think December 18th that comes to mind. That maybe are we are we trending in the right direction with Dre, or are you do you not really want to commit to anything there? I, I was just kind of hearing really something hopeful yesterday. Something okay, I'm,
1: you know, passively optimistic. You know, like I just I think there's still okay, you know, things that need to fall into place and and uh, don't want to get anyone's hopes up or. Okay. You know, um, you know, we're we're just business as usual and keep plugging away at trying to make it a reality um, at some point. And so, yeah, there are there are multiple layers to that that um, okay. you know we we can't really discuss, but we certainly <laughs> will have a daunting veteran look when we can get. Asia Blackwell, Caitlin Bickle, and Dre Edwards on the floor at the same time. That <laughs> will make me a very excited coach to be able to, you know, gain plan for people, you know, with those three on the court at the same time. So, you know, still, still optimistic, but also okay. I got to coach, you know, I got to coach and, and teach and, and prepare, you know, the group that I know can hit the yeah. floor right now.
0: Yeah, you started to sound like Normandale there at the end. I've got a, you know, what did he say? My my team's on the floor or whatever. Um, and right, oh, can right, we right, right. can we break some news? Could Caitlin uh, could she play tonight or or were you thinking more likely Sunday? Caitlin you did is admit, definitely yeah.
1: not out tonight. She's definitely out tonight. Um, okay. she won't suit up tonight. And then we're gonna we're gonna see as the week goes along. So once again, hopeful hopeful that she's back for Maryland, but not making any guarantees, Um, but trending in the right direction with her. I mean, she hasn't gotten to do really anything basketball um, so far, just because of of how immobilized, you know, her thumb has been other than she'll jump into some defensive drills. She'll jump into some five on zero. when I want to get Bella reps at the four, I know I can play Caitlin at the three or the two or wherever I need a player to, to move other pieces around for them to get, you know reps 5 on o but you know, avoiding contact at at all costs right now with her because yeah um, regardless of when she's back, I just she's just one of those players that um, is is truly I, I, I've used this term before, but she's a security blanket for me. like I know that she knows what we're trying to do, you know not just the play but why we're running the play, what we're trying to get out of the play. And, you know, why we do what we do. And so, you know, it's, it's just like having another coach on the floor.
0: Well, listen. We'll be uh, we'll be watching tonight against uh, SMU, and uh, that's going to be fun uh, to have an old SWC foe in the building. And then, of course, Maryland comes in here, and uh, and that'll be a great chance at um, uh, uh, another the rematch from uh, last year. And so, again, two o'clock Sunday. Everybody, get out there. And I know, Coach, you'll be watching the Bears try to take down the undefeated uh, Horn Frogs on Saturday. And uh, I appreciate it. We always. Uh, uh look forward to visiting with you.
1: I think I think Coach Randall have a really good plan for that. So I feel good. I feel good about you know a potential upset cooking here uh, at McLean. So yeah, no Ooh. pressure. But I, I I just feel really good about how he'll he'll get that group to bounce back after a, obviously a tough game against Kansas oh. State. So.
0: I like it. I like it. If Coach Collin feels like something's moving toward an upset, uh, I'm, I can get on board with that. That is our uh, weekly appearance with Nikki Collin. Next, we uh, look at the Cowboys' failing uh, run defense. Can they get it going again? Uh, we will uh, find out against a great back that Minnesota has this weekend. We discuss it next.